Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. My brother is a 16-year-old boy who's thin, weak, and short. On the other hand, I'm an 18-year-old male. I'm athletically built and tall. My parents had recently been hired for new jobs at our local clinic, and they were really struggling with time management. This left me and my brother most of the time home alone, which we understood, and we had no problem with it. However, one night in particular, I was obligated by my school to attend a camp that one of my extracurricular clubs was hosting in a different city not too far away. Ultimately, I decided I really wanted to go, as most of my friends had already confirmed they would be going as well. I decided not to tell my parents about the club. I mean, I'm already 18, and I believed it was unnecessary to ask for permission. Now that I think about it though, not asking for permission is yet to this day my worst decision ever. As night fell and my parents departed to their workplace, I began telling my brother everything he needed to know before I left that afternoon. He seemed hesitant at first, but soon realized I was extremely excited to finally leave our small town and explore something new. He promised everything would be alright and that he wouldn't tell our parents he'd be alone until the next morning. Before leaving, I acknowledged how selfish I was being and the potential harm that my brother could possibly face. I texted one of my friends who had previously told me she was willing to babysit as a side hustle. I explained the situation and immediately she agreed to stay over and watch for my younger sibling. I told my brother about the girl that he'd let in and the reasoning behind her presence. I felt relieved but still felt guilty. My ride showed up and I eventually left before the babysitter even arrived. Later that night, I received various text messages from my brother. However, I decided to ignore them as I was busy unpacking most of my stuff and those messages were probably weird and funny TikToks that he usually sends me. Well, around 12am, I got a phone call from him. I silently picked up the phone, trying to avoid waking up everyone who was already asleep and instantly felt the world turn upside down when I heard loud crying and breathing. That was all I heard for the first 20 seconds until I finally called out again. Hello? Who is this? Are you okay? Finally, my brother replied. JJ, there's people in the house looking for the girl. She's hiding somewhere and they know I'm here. I'm scared. I initially thought it could be a prank as it sounded so weird and almost pulled out of a horror movie. Nevertheless, the crying and breathing said otherwise. I told my brother to stay hidden and to call the cops. As I was talking to him though, I had heard a gunshot in the background, followed by a sound of screaming and yelling. At this point, my brother had begged me to return and to call my parents. So I did, and I then explained as fast as I could. They immediately questioned me, 
but I told them there wasn't much time left and they had to go back home. Meanwhile, I was trying to get one of the teachers to drive me back home. Luckily, he agreed after hearing my very detailed story amidst my panic attack. Once I arrived home, there were infinite cop cars and many ambulances near the premises of our house. My brother was unharmed, but in a shocked state. I apologized profusely and I tried to comfort him while being scolded by my parents. To this day, I'm unaware of the reasoning behind the events that unfolded on my house that particular day. No casualties were found, only several bullet holes around the house. I learned to not ever trust anyone, or at least have a background check for the people I let in my house, especially when my little brother is alone. I'll be sure to provide an update if something else comes up. I genuinely doubt there will ever be one, as I reside in a small town and the police are sometimes not as helpful as we assume they are. Stay safe, and remember that sometimes not everything goes as planned. The moral of the story is to not be selfish. Well, for me anyways. This event lasted less than five minutes, but was still one of the scariest moments of my life. My aunt and uncle, who were both major junkies, moved into our house when I was around nine years old. Though I really looked up to my aunt, I was always very uncomfortable around my uncle, who was, to put it nicely, the epitome of abusive white trash that one may imagine. He was skeleton thin from drugs, had a shaved head, covered in poorly done vulgar and racist tattoos, and to top it off, he had missing and rotting teeth. He was always drunk or high, and definitely wasn't good around kids. Well, one evening, my mother went out with my aunt, so my uncle was there, though he wasn't our usual assigned babysitter. Cass, my twin, and I had been taking care of ourselves and my little brother for years at that point and we were certainly more mature than my uncle could ever be with all of his missing brain cells. Cass and I were hanging out in the living room while my brother slept upstairs in his room. My uncle suddenly came staggering out of his room, which was directly next to the living room. He squinted his eyes like he didn't recognize us. Now, we weren't afraid at all of our uncle, but we definitely weren't about to listen to him. Our uncle had then tried to kick us out of the living room, but we didn't have a TV in our room, so I'm sure that I said something that made him angry. More than likely telling him we didn't have to listen to him and that he had his own TV in his room. He marched back into his room, and I thought that was that. But then, he came back in holding a pillow from his bed. Before I could even begin to comprehend his intentions, he had stomped across the room and then pinned me to the couch, fully holding the pillow over my head. Even writing this, I can feel my heart pounding, and I'm having trouble completely catching my breath. I couldn't breathe, and I just remember throwing my hands about frantically, trying to pull his hands off. I had bit my nails as a kid, so I couldn't even dig my nails into him. I was gasping for air and quickly losing consciousness, when I then heard my sister screaming. I was about to fully black out, when the way lightened, and I was able to throw it off, gasping like a fish out of water. Cass had jumped onto his back and he had flung her off, panting hard with such a cold look in his eyes as he staggered back. My uncle stormed out of the house, cursing at us, 
and we immediately locked the glass bag door behind him. We sobbed and held each other, sitting in the middle of the living room. We fell asleep wrapped in each other's arms, and we only woke up when the front door unlocked and then opened a few hours later. We ran to meet my mother and aunt at the front door, but they were both drunk off their asses and were giggling and shushing each other as they staggered in. I knew that they'd be no real help now, but Cass explained and my mom was actually overly nice when she was drunk. So she then hugged us and began crying, telling us how much she loved us, which was a rarity. She and my aunt stayed up with us, them still drinking, and they turned on a horror movie and gave us each a shot. I know what you're thinking, but even at nine years old, we weren't about to turn that down. When my uncle began banging on the glass bag door at 4am, my aunt staggered over and told him to go fuck himself and to sleep outside for the night. He didn't come back for three days, but when he did, he acted like nothing had ever happened and he avoided us like the plague. So dear readers, don't trust someone with your kid just because they're family especially if they're family like mine. You never know what someone is truly capable of, especially in a moment of rage. This probably won't seem very scary to most, but it's one of the scariest moments of my life. If my sister hadn't have intervened, I truly believe he would have possibly killed me. Even more than 10 years later, I still wake up sometimes gasping for air, like it may be my last. My name is Thomas. One night, my friend for privacy reasons who we'll call Aaron was home alone for the weekend because his parents had left for a business trip. So he called me over and he asked if I wanted to have a sleepover. I had rode my bike around 7.30, entering from the back gate and from his back door, I had then greeted him and we ordered a pizza and played quite a few video games. We eventually got bored so we watched a movie. Halfway throughout the movie, we decided to ding-dong ditch a few houses. After many laughs, we head back to Aaron's house. After a few minutes, we had heard a banging coming from the front door. We were shocked, but when we opened the door and there was no one there, we had saw a note that then read, I'm coming for you. So we shut the door so fast, locking it from the top lock and the bottom one. Now, Aaron lives in a two-story house, so keep that in mind. Neither one of us knew what to do, but we calmed down after we stated it could be a prank on us from the people in our school because there was actually a prank war going on. So, about another half hour into the movie, we both froze due to the sound of the front door then turning, when both of us just started thinking again about the creepy note we had gotten. When we both raced into his room, which is on the second floor, Oh shit, dude, I forgot to lock the door, I said. As I said that, we had heard the back gate begin opening. Aaron was aggressively telling me to go lock it. When I went to the back door, I could then see a silhouette of about a six foot tall man looking inside through the door, but I don't think he saw me in return. Aaron had come down and caught up with me when I then signaled to him to go back to the room. We went into the room and we shut the door, but it had no lock due to his strict parents. I told him to call the cops and his parents, but he said no, that he wasn't allowed to have anyone over for the weekend, and he didn't want to get in trouble, 
so we had no choice but to hide under his bed. We began to then hear what sounded like the house being completely ransacked, things being thrown around and broken, doors slamming, etc. Then it got worse, even more terrifying than it already was. We began to hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Aaron's door then slowly opened. We had heard the closet open and then clothes being moved around. And then he just seemed to stop. The bed we were hiding under had a huge blanket over it that hung all the way down to the ground level. So unless someone moved the blanket, you couldn't see us. 20 minutes later, I'd asked Aaron, Dude, do you think we can run yet and get the fuck out of here? But then, before I could even react, Aaron was then immediately dragged from underneath the bed, to which I then heard the most disturbing, ear-shattering scream which Aaron let out while being dragged from under the bed. It was right then and there that I knew I had to fucking do something or someone was going to die that night. I got out from under the bed to see Aaron struggling to get loose from the six-foot psycho's death grip. I desperately searched the house to find something to use as a weapon. I found a screwdriver. I ran back upstairs charging towards the man and made absolutely sure I stabbed him and got the screwdriver fully through his back. He then let out a blood-curdling scream, letting go of Aaron. We quickly ran out to Aaron's backyard, which led to the very dark woods. We then hid in some bushes near the entrance of the forest. We saw the man leaving the back gate, now holding a knife, which I guess he took from the kitchen. I felt his eyes pass me when Aaron then whispered, Oh fuck, we gotta run. To which I then replied back with, Why the fuck would we run now? We've came this far, might as well keep going. But dude, he's coming right at us, Aaron said. And he was right. The man was running straight towards us. I still to this day don't know how he saw us in the pitch black like he did. Aaron had lived in the countryside of town, so the neighbors were about one to two miles away, and the road was a straight path so he could easily see us. My lungs felt like they were on fire, and I ended up falling because of a tree root sticking out. Aaron stayed with me, trying to pick me up but the man was right behind us and he was at least seven feet away from us. I could clearly see him in a tall black hoodie and white sweatpants. I don't know how, but this time luck was finally on our side. It seemed that this time he didn't see us. He then ran off in the other direction and we sprinted even faster. I was the slower one, but I swear I could hear leaves crunching behind us. We entered the back gate, making sure to lock it. Remember before how Aaron was too scared to call his parents or the cops because of the repercussions of him getting in trouble? Yeah, well, fuck that. I told Aaron to call the damn cops already, that it's gotten too bad. We need the help. And with much hesitation, we finally called them. I stayed on the lookout to see if I saw the man coming back. It was so dark out and I couldn't see a thing. But I then did something so regrettably stupid. I shined the flashlight in the woods when I saw it. I saw his dark, tall silhouette. I thought he was going to run directly towards us yet again, but no, he just turned around and ran back into the dark woods. The cops arrived and they searched the property, but they didn't find him. They only found the missing kitchen knife he took.
The cops claimed there was going to be an investigation, but with not much to go off besides the knife, I really doubt much was ever done. And if there was, we never got an update on it. My guess is the guy's still out there somewhere, wreaking havoc. But yeah, that's the story of how me and my best friend Aaron almost died while home alone together. Stay safe, everyone, and make sure to lock the doors and windows at all times. It just may end up saving your life someday. These events all happened about five years ago, in the winter of 2017, and my brain will never let me forget about it. It was about 9.30pm, and it was very dark outside because it was winter. As a kid, I was very paranoid about home invasions, so whenever the slightest thing happens at night, I think the worst. My dad was out of town at the time, and my mom was asleep. I was sitting on my bed watching YouTube like any other night. Now, the house has an alarm system and a bell that goes off when any car comes in or out of the driveway. So, I heard the bell go off, and my paranoid self was thinking the worst. But, after a while, I calmed down and forgot. Then, about five to ten minutes must have gone by, and I realized I never heard the bell go off, meaning they left, so I start freaking out. I look out the window, and my worst fears then happen. Two really tall guys in all black were taking stuff out of their car. Then, one of the guys looked up at me, and because our outside lights were bright, I could then see him giving me the creepiest smile. At this point, my heart was beating a hundred times faster now. Tears are coming down my eyes, and I don't know what to do. They then ran him to the doors and jiggled the handles. After a while, they must have gotten fed up. They probably thought I was alone, so they were determined to get in. I ran to wake up my mom, and she was also panicked, and she called the cops. I ran back to the windows, and the two guys then pulled out a crowbar and hammer, and then the alarm system goes off, and they got in. Hearing the alarm, the two guys ran off, but before the one got in the car, he waved to me. I pretty much blacked out until the cops came. After this happened, my dad rarely ever left us alone, and we even had a security guard come at night. I keep thinking about what could have happened if we didn't have a house alarm. What would they have done to me, and why was that one guy waving and smiling at me? They literally got in the house. I'm so lucky we had an alarm. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Before I continue with this next part, I want to go ahead and say that I deeply regret doing the things I did when I was younger, and I don't condone breaking the law or doing the kind of things that I did back then. But anyways, I used to break into people's houses or garages, and I would steal whatever I could find for food money, or really whatever I wanted to spend it on. I should also mention that I lived in a very bad part of Nashville, by the way, but I would stay with my grandparents who had custody of my older brother on the weekends. Well, this particular weekend when I was about 13, I was going through some people's backyards looking for unlocked cars or garages. Well, I happened to notice a back door was open, about four or five inches with no lights on anywhere downstairs. 
So being the 13-year-old kid that I was, I go into the house, and while tiptoeing through the house trying to steal stuff like TVs and game systems, as well as computers, I heard a high-pitched scream, but it was muffled. If you can understand what I'm saying, well, that stopped me dead in my tracks and caused me to listen way more intently. After the muffled scream, I had heard a slap and what sounded like someone then telling them, Don't bother screaming, because nobody can hear you screaming down here. So I slowly start walking towards the screams, and I found a door cracked open that led to the basement, and I could tell there was a light on in the basement. I end up laying on the floor and looking down the steps towards the center of the basement, and I see that a man and a woman are tied up to some chairs in the basement, and both are gagged. The difference was that the man had his head hanging limp, and he had blood all over his chest, and he didn't even look like he was breathing. When I saw this, I got really scared, and then I took off running, making all kinds of noise. I know that it was loud enough for the intruder downstairs to hear me and freak out and start running up after me, but I just ran as fast as possible out the front door. I didn't even bother unlocking the screen door. I just ran right through it and ran down to the corner house, who I knew the owner was a firefighter. I start beating on his door, screaming for help, that there's a man chasing me trying to kill me, like he did the neighbor. Well, this really freaked out the homeowner, and it caused him to pull out a weapon on me first, until he noticed the deranged man running behind me at full speed, who had a machete in one hand and a kitchen knife in the other. Without saying a word, the fireman opened fire and he shot the guy in his leg, which caused him to fall, and it also caused the kitchen knife to go right through his own neck. I believe that actually killed him on sight. I never heard him make any noises, but I was making enough for myself at the moment. The fireman called the police before heading towards the neighbor's house that the man came from, and he then found the wife barely clinging to her own life. But unfortunately, the husband was pronounced dead on the scene. What I heard around the neighborhood afterwards was that the husband had been in a car accident about six months before this, and the said crazy man's wife had apparently died in that car wreck. This caused the man to go crazy and start drinking and doing drugs until he just didn't care about living, and he just wanted everyone to suffer like he and his wife had. So he went to the man's house, and he tortured him and his wife for hours until he passed out from the pain. The intruder slit the husband's throat, and before chasing me, he slit the wife's throat as well. But luckily, the paramedics were able to save her when they arrived. So yeah, kids, don't break into other people's homes. You just might stumble onto something that you can't get out of.